welcome to the Women Are Power podcast. Uh, my name is Renee Wilson of Attil B LLC. Uh, just want to give you guys a brief introduction into uh, where this podcast came from. Um, so, you know, essentially there were a lot of, you know, women online uh, through various feeds, Facebook, Instagram, Instagram um, that we saw that were posing a lot of questions about how to start their business. And of course, you know, these questions came up since the pandemic, because, you know, once the pandemic hit, a lot of people lost their jobs, a lot of people had to pivot their existing jobs, existing careers. So, you know, many people were trying to find ways to uh, make money, earn a living without having to depend on an employer. So we saw that there were a lot of people, um, specifically a lot of women that were, you know, trying to figure out what do I do to start a business? You know, where do I start? Uh, you know, what's, what's the steps? You know, how can I, you know, begin my own business? I've never, you know, worked on my own before. I've always worked for someone else. So, you know, people just were unsure of where to go and of what resources to use. So, you know, we decided to go ahead and start this podcast to, uh, you know, let uh, people know the various steps uh, that are, you know, involved in starting your own business. Uh, in addition to that, we also are going to have segments, you know, um, in our future series where we're going to highlight um, various women who have, you know, taken significant steps and strides in starting their own businesses from mm-hmm. scratch. So those are just some things to come in our future podcast. Um, for now, I'm going to introduce myself again. Again, my name is Renee Wilson of Atil B LLC. Um, Atil B LLC is a um, Ankara-based clothing company. I make clothing for men, women, and children. Um, also, I am the uh, president of a virtual assistant company uh, called Third Party Virtual Assistance LLC. Um, that's a, another company that I uh, aided in starting. Um, currently, serve as the president for the company. So I, you know, do a lot of behind the scenes work uh, within the company. So those are just you know a couple of the businesses uh, that I have. Hey guys, um, so my name is Mecca, and I am the owner of Dove Love Hand Designs LLC, which is really my baby business, my first business. Um, and Dove Love Hand Designs is a mobile hair salon. So I go into people's homes and I do their hair. Um, it is also a online boutique. So I sell, well, I make and sell um, my own hair products. So. People can go online and purchase my hair products um, and also other Afrocentric apparel and accessories. Um, so Double Up Hand Designs, as I said, is my baby. And I also have a nonprofit, Embracing My Natural Incorporated, which I recently started. Um, and the nonprofit, it focuses on encouraging and empowering girls and women to embrace their natural selves, specifically their natural hair. Um, I have some other <laughs> adventures, um, a planting business, Double Love Plants and Gems, an upcoming uh, record label, Soulful Vibes Music, um, and some other goodies that I hope to explore uh, in the future. Um, so the next thing that we're kind of going to talk about is, again, this first episode is kind of like an intro to the podcast so as the time you know go on you're going to learn more about our businesses and about you know what we do so we just touched the surface (laughs) of you know of what we do on a a daily basis um but we just want to 
talk about just some steps that helped us or motivated us to start um, our business. So I'm going to start with one of the things that I always tell people is to do research. So whatever you want to do, um, do research about it. Um, I remember starting Double Hand Designs. It did not start as a hair salon. I started making earrings, <laughs> ironically. So it started as something completely different. But when I switched the focus of the business, I did research into what I wanted to do. So I always tell people to research because it's free. If you have access to the internet, or if you don't, your local library um, has access to the internet, you can, or if you have a smartphone, you have access to the internet already. So I always tell people to utilize the internet. Of course, everything on the internet is not true. That's why it's called research. So you, you know, look at different avenues to try to find information about what you're interested in and as you do that research, it'll open up different avenues for you. I Another thing I always tell people is to surround yourself with like-minded people. So again, just wanting to go into doing hair, specifically sister locks, I took the certification class and I surrounded myself with other locticians and people that do sister locks so I can see how they run their business because again, I had never did hair besides my own and my family. So... I surrounded myself with people, went to different type of vending events um, because I vend as well. Um, and just even workshops and webinars and podcasts, stuff like this. Just surrounding myself with people that were that had like interests. And the final thing I would say is to figure out cost-effective ways to start your business. There are several. Um, especially during the pandemic, I had someone ask me. Um, they are on unemployment right now and they told me that they wanted to start a business and they're like How can I start my business, but I'm on unemployment, you know, so I kind of just helped them Not you know, I wasn't a financial planner for them or anything like that I just kind of helped them navigate the resources that they have now, you know what they can use You know use what you got you you don't have what the next person has or you may not always be able to go out and Purchase all this stuff for your business like the next person. But what you can do is you can create a free website. <laughs> you can create an Etsy page or, you know, or something like that. So I always tell people to think of cost-effective ways um, to do things. And a lot of things you can do on your own. Um, sometimes people, they become discouraged with doing that because it's like time-consuming. You know, they're like, I don't want to do it. But if you want to get to where you got to go and you don't got the money to pay somebody, then you, you got to figure it out. So that's one of the, actually one of the goals of this podcast too, is to just provide those resources to help you figure it out, to figure out how to get to your next step. So those are like my, I think my top three. Okay. <laughs> uh, my, my top three, one of them, some of them actually kind of mirror yours a little bit. My, um... My first one, which is so much yours research, is um, brainstorming. Mm -hmm. um, in the brainstorming, at least you know, with me and just in general, when you're brainstorming, you want to look at uh, where you're interested in. You know, what are your skill sets? Do you have any skill sets that are marketable? Do you have any skill sets that are in demand? When I was uh, decided that I wanted to focus on fashion design uh, primarily, uh, that was one skill set that I looked at. You know, I've been um, I'm self I'm a self taught. Um, 
designer. So I've been designing and you know sketching and sewing since I was 15. So you know almost 20, yeah, a little over 20 years now. So um, you know that was my skill set, and you know I turned that skill set, which you know was a passion into you know something tangible that I could actually make money off of so you want to look when you're brainstorming look into skill sets that you already have that can be marketable and you know that you could use to to profit off of um another thing that you also want to do which is number two um for me is mapping so you know with the mapping you want to really outline what resources do you need to start your business you know do you what kind of operations do you want to run especially in this time you know period with the pandemic do you want to have a 100 uh, percent virtual operation do you want to do a hybrid operation are you going to have in um in-house operation you know in an office with a small staff you know you want to look at that you also want to um in mapping out you know your your plan you want to look at okay do i need a business plan um now for me that's always going to be an automatic yes for anybody regardless of what type of business you want because a, a lot of people well, not a lot but some people think that you know when you develop a business plan it's something that you're creating to send out to uh potential investors which a lot of times that is the primary goal but that's not always the focus. That's not always the goal. A lot of times you want to just create a business plan just to give you an outline of whether or not it's even feasible for you to even have this business. You know, there are various uh, components of a business plan. One of the most important components of a business plan is a SWOT analysis, S-W-O-T. So it stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. So in that SWOT analysis, that's pretty much what you're analyzing. You know, you're listing all of the strengths that your potential business would have. Um, you know, any uh, threats that the potential business would have. You know, any opportunities your potential business would have. So, you know, you list everything out there. And that will give you a, a broad idea of, you know, whether or not it's even feasible for you to have this business. Whether or not you should even pursue it. So it's always, and then even deeper into the business plan, you also include, you know, financial projections, um, you know, information about potential competitors, things of that nature. So it really is always a good idea to do a business plan because it just gives you a broad view of whether or not, you know, your business will be feasible, whether or not it's even worth pursuing. Because just because it's a passion doesn't mean it's going right. to make you money. <laughs> you know? That is you know, true. We've got a lot of passions that... <laughs> You know, I myself included, you know, I have a lot of passions that unfortunately I was not able to turn into dividends. Right. So <laughs> I had to kind of move past that. So you want to definitely do a business plan. And again, it doesn't have to be anything formal. You know, even if you do a Google search for a sample business plan, you can find a template and just yeah. kind of plug your information in there. Because essentially it's really for you. Now, if you decide you want to use this business plan, uh, you know, to submit to potential investors, then yeah, definitely spruce it up a bit. Maybe have a professional take a look at it. But at the outset, during your mapping stage, do the business plan for yourself just to give yourself an idea of where your business may be headed. Is it feasible to start this business? And then, you know, you can kind of make your decision from there. Um, the third step um, that I would have, uh, my most important one also, is execution. So with execution, a um, couple of parts to this, 
you want to, you know, this is where you really start to uh, go forward with the business. So you decided, you know, you want to move forward with the business. Now it's like kind of the basics. And usually with that, it's a lot of paperwork, a lot of paperwork. So, you know, you want to register your business with the state. During this execution, you know, phase, you would have decided whether or not you're going to register your business as an LLC. Are you going to register as a, you know, are you just going to be a sole proprietor? Um, are you going to, you know, be uh, an INC? Are you going to be a C Corp, S Corp? And all of these various, um, you know, entities that you can register your business as. The, the main difference between them is tax liability. So, you know, during your mapping stage, you want to definitely make sure you research the tax liability involved mm -hmm. with all the various types to see which is going to be more beneficial for you. You know, most folks, you know, go with the, the LLC. Me, you know, myself, I decided to make my business an LLC just because, you know, it worked out better for me tax-wise with what I was doing. It just made more sense. So go with what makes sense for you, what works better for you. Um, another thing you're going to want to do during this execution stage is open up a bank account. You want to establish a bank account in your business name. Yeah. <laughs> I, I cannot tell you how important that Very is. Important. You know, you want to have your own business, you know, debit card, yeah. your yeah. own business checking book, everything. Because when you start to, especially now, since COVID has hit, and I've seen this with, you know, several uh, individuals um, that I've worked with where, you know, they, they had the business, but they didn't have a checking account, you know, in the business name. And now here we are fast forward, you know, they've registered the business with the state and now, you know, they try to, you know, go out and get funding and it's difficult because what is it the main thing mm -hmm. that, you know, these lenders look for? They want to see your bank accounts, you know, history, your bank account information. So, you know, I, um, I, you know, do some work, uh, as a, as a paralegal specialist, um, with the government and, you know, I have seen that time and again where, you know, some of these potential borrowers, unfortunately, you know, they don't, don't separate. Yeah, you know, so this, in, in some instances, it either prevents them from, you know, getting loans or it will prevent them from getting as much money as they, you know, may want. So, you know, you really want to, at the outset, establish a business checking account, even if you're not getting money right away, you know, open it up with about 50 or $100, whatever the case may be. You know, yep. just so it doesn't, um, if you know you're not going to be generating any income for a while because you don't want it to, you know, the bank fees start to come out and then it goes into the negative and then they just close your account for, you know, non-use. So, you know, open it with a small amount, keep it open and, you know, definitely, um, definitely want to establish that bank account because once the money starts rolling in and everything, you're going to want it. That's going to be the best way for you to keep track of your accounting. Um, another part of execution is online presence. You know, how are you? I mean, that you, you can't get away from that in this day and age. No. Like, social media is it, you know? <laughs> you gotta be on there. Like, it's, there's no way around it. Whether you like it or not, you know. I don't like it, but <laughs> I'm not good at it. So, you know, unfortunately, that, that's that's the age we live in. Yep. You know, that is, that is the age we live in. <laughs> so, you know, you have to do your... I mean, the, the heavy ones are, you know, Instagram, Facebook... Um, more recently, LinkedIn. I didn't realize until... Uh, yeah, somebody told me about that. It was like, Mecca, you got to get on LinkedIn. And I was like, 
I do. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it depends on your business, but too, but I yeah. am seeing that. Like, I have a a number of clients, and I've had a number of clients in the past. Um, where more recently, you know, LinkedIn has become very mm -hmm. popular for a lot of small businesses. Yeah. And it's, I mean, back in the day, I used to only use LinkedIn when I was looking for a job. Right. You know, you had your account, <laughs> and the mm -hmm. only time you accessed it was if you were looking for a yep. job. Otherwise, it was just there. But now, like, if you go on LinkedIn now, it's, it's popping. Like, there's a lot of good yeah. stuff and a lot of great information. And it's all, like, you know, professionals, all business professionals, mm -hmm. all entrepreneurs. You know, people are really um, on their heavy. So... Definitely get a LinkedIn account, Instagram for sure, um, Facebook. I mean, now, I mean, you know, Facebook, Instagram, they're all owned by the same person now anyway. So you can, you know, link your, yep. so which is what I do um, for my fashion design page. I link my Facebook to my Instagram page. But automatically. And, you know, when I post to Instagram, Good. it posts to Facebook. Yep. You know what I mean? So that's really the best thing yep. that you can do is mm -hmm. just get that. Um, and, you know, try to get yourself a posting schedule. I mean, once you... Mm -hmm. um, have established your business enough unless it's something that you can do well on your own but if you're somebody like me and you you know are not too big with the social media you know get some help you know once your business gets established enough you know hire some help hire you know a social media um, specialist or you know even a virtual assistant yeah. to um, <laughs> assist you with you know, doing your social media postings. And that could probably just be the only things you have them for. You know, they can research postings for you and, you know, schedule it uh, after you review it and you don't even have to think about it. You know what I mean? So that, that, that may be the good way to go. But definitely determine what your online presence is going to be. Um, website, I feel like a website really just depends on your business. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Not all businesses need websites. You know, some businesses, you may not even need a full website. It, even the landing page might just be sufficient. Mm -hmm. Some businesses, just the social media, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn is sufficient. So don't, you know, go thinking, oh, this, it's a big misconception that, oh, yeah, I have a business and I have to have a website. No, you don't. People you get scared by that. They be like, yeah. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. It's overwhelming, it, it you know, is. especially if you're not very, you know, tech savvy. And I mean, we have, the, there are different web builders. Like I use Wix. You know, and that's, you know, for those folks who are not into coding and, you mm -hmm. know, you can just do it yourself. But everybody's not like that. And then everybody's going to always have the time. And so you want to really, you know, in your brainstorming phase, between your brainstorming and mapping phase, you know, you want to see if you really need a website. Do you provide the type of services that's going to uh, require you to have a website? Or would it just be sufficient to just have a landing page? directing them to something else, depending on what your business is. So, you know, don't get bogged down thinking, oh, I have to have a website, because you really don't. Mm -hmm. um, another thing, and this is a really big thing for me, and very important, because it's something that I look at with other people. Um, branded email. Depending on the type of business you have, though, this is something that you want to invest yeah. in. And by a branded email, I mean an email that's not a, at gmail.com. But an email that is, you know, at yourcompanyname.com. And again, yeah. does, you don't need it for every single business. It really just depends on the type of business um, that you run. You know, for uh, myself with the um, the fashion designs, uh, my SLD LLC, um, I don't have a branded email for that. I didn't really feel like it was necessary. 
um, for, for what I do. You know, I have my, you know, my business cell phone. I have my, you know, the, the Gmail accounts. I have a brand new website. Um, and it's essentially, that's kind of why I, I opted not to get the brand new email because I have, you know, the website. Because, mm-hmm. again, it's a fashion design company. So you go to the website, you know, you get your items, place your orders. You know, it's pretty much simple. Folks don't really, even when they do a submit inquiry on the website, you know, it's coming to my Gmail account. But the Gmail account is not publicized. You know what I mean? So that's why I felt like I didn't need, a, you know, a branded email for that. Now, with the other company, the um, virtual assistance company, completely different animal. Mm-hmm. You definitely want to have a branded email for, for that because this is, it's a, you know, a huge service-based company where you're, you know, you're constantly, you know, talking to and interacting with, you know, potential clients and, and various professionals and, you know, for for that one, you're definitely going to, and like I said, it just really depends on the type of business that you have, um, you know, where a branded email may or may not work for you. And then also, you know, you also have to look at um, your your finances as well, um, because with branded emails, I mean, they're not cheap and they're not um, free, you know, <laughs> so... You know, when you have, if when you're, uh, you know, with me, I, it's just uh, with the fashion design, uh, you know, solo, you know, doing that on my own, the one Gmail account, fine, but you go to the flip side with the, you know, virtual assistance company, you know, you have various, you know, whether it be, you know, employees and independent contractors and, you know, you need to get emails for those people and then, you know, emails that, you know, the, the clients and potential clients are going to reach out to if they need support and, you know, you'd have to create an email for, you know, your, your billing and, you know, your HR support. So when you get into the nitty gritty with that type of business, that's why I said it really just depends on the type of business you have, you know, you may not need it. You're doing your own thing by yourself, right? Gmail might just be just fine. But when you're expanding and you're really building a huge company where you have to hire employees, you have to hire independent contractors, right. you have to do payroll. When you get into that type of specifics, then that's when it, you you know you need to get the branded email for sure. I kind of want to pick back off of that because, oh, sure. <laughs> because okay, so with Double of Hand Designs, I I have don't laugh, don't don't laugh, y'all. I still use Hotmail, but but. It's because <laughs> don't judge me. Whenever I say hotmail, people be like hotmail. So okay, so I have the Dove Love hand designs, hotmail, whatever. But when she talk about expanding, so I did transfer over to Gmail, so I don't have like a standalone uh, email, but I had to create a customer service email. Because what was happening is I was getting an influx of emails about people wanting to get services, but then people that was ordering on the website. And it's kind of like two different things. So I'm like trying to navigate on, okay, what's a customer service issue or someone that's having a question about an order versus someone that's having a question about hair. So I had to create a customer service email. So those questions can be directed towards there and... It could just have some kind of order because then for me, I'm not responding back in the, you know, 24 to 48 hours or three days to a customer and it's like taking a week. <laughs> so I had to like separate the email. So it is true. Like as you expand, you kind of have to 
move with the times. So I mean, stay away from Hotmail. Um, so, <laughs> so move with the times and then, you know, create those different avenues. And like she said, Gmail is the bomb, you know, if, you know, for starting, you know, that's what you, and even, you know, with Wix, they'll help you create your own standalone email for your business too. So like, but it's a cost. Exactly, it's an extra cost that's embedded in there. Yeah. But they do offer, and not even just Wix, but even if you use GoDaddy, Go, yeah. GoDaddy, mm -hmm. they offer website building services and they offer yeah. email, you know, services. Like with me, I think I um, I host all of my um, uh, any uh, my my company email. I'm not my company email. My company um web address is hosted with um GoDaddy. Like I always use GoDaddy oh, as okay. the host. And okay. then I just use Wix to build out the site and uh, I connect it through GoDaddy. Because it was just easier to... Because I think what it was is that I I found GoDaddy before I found Wix. <laughs> so, and for me, it was the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And it's a matter of preference. You know what I mean? Because you can connect GoDaddy. If you have a you Wix can. website, mm -hmm. you can just connect it so that... But then you'll still be getting billed by GoDaddy. <laughs> You know, every I think I have it set to every two years mm -hmm. I get billed for the, the yep. website, and then Wix will bill you however you do. I think mm. Wix is generally annually or monthly, yeah. depending on what you choose. So, I mean, you have an option. Even a good thing with Wix, though, I, I I've never tried the GoDaddy um, website builder, but I know that with Wix they have the AI yes. that can create the website for you. So you just put yes. in certain parameters like your logo, mm -hmm. um, even if you don't have a logo yet, you know, whatever your color scheme, yep. um, the type of organization or company that you have. I, I think they ask you something like five or six, like quick general questions, and then they will build something out yep. and you can just edit it from there. So that's really good if you really have no idea what to use mm -hmm. or, you know, where to start with your website. Definitely. That's, that's um, that with me. <laughs> definitely good. Definitely good. Wix was the bomb.com. I would recommend Wix to anybody. Wix, that's a plug. So it yeah. is. Um, <laughs> Be giving oh, you seriously sponsor this because Wix is. I like Wix. No, it's, I really it's great. I mean, WordPress is um. I oh yeah, WordPress, WordPress is another WordPress. good one. Yeah. But WordPress is more so if you are a little bit more savvy. Because the thing that I you know personally what I don't like about WordPress because I'm not as you know technologically savvy is that it's not as um you know uh easy to use as Wix is like you have to it, it's it's a little it's not as intuitive <laughs> not right. for me anyway yeah um, other folks it may be but Wix is really a step-by-step -step copy paste mm -hmm. drag drop you know what I mean WordPress yep. you kind of got to play around with WordPress a little bit to you know I mean i started using it a little bit more, um, you know, with, with certain clients. And I've been seeing that, you know, I mean, I'm only using it to just, you know, literally only post information. So I'm not doing a whole lot of editing. So your posting feature, you know, if you're posting articles or if you're just posting general content to your website, it's, it's pretty, you know, easy to use, easy to manage. But when you start to get into all the building out pages and stuff, I mean, you can yeah. get it, but... <laughs> It'll take me a while. I, I started trying to do it for someone, and it took me a while. I got it too. Yeah, it does. It takes time, but it's possible. It is. It is. I mean, Wix too it's, takes it's a long possible. time. I mean, Wix is easy to catch on, but I mean, at least with me, once you start getting into the website, like you just get lost. Yeah, and you can be on there. You could be day. <laughs> So you know you wanna um, true. 
But yeah, so that that go you know going back to the branded email. But also one more thing I wanted to mention was execution also. Um, and probably one of the most important things with execution is um, your your logo. Now during your mapping phase, you should have already you know thought of some ideas for your logo. But you know during this execution phase, this is essentially where now you're really starting to put it out there as far as on your social media mm-hmm. and you know your email account and everything. Um, I just wanted to kind of throw out there if you're I mean you you can get your logo professionally made earlier on. Um, my logo that I have for um, Atel VLC, for example, I um, I got that professionally made with uh, Fiverr, which is a great service. You know, they have a ton of graphic designers on there with 24 to 48 hours turnaround time. They can, you know, whip up some logos for you. Like, I've used, you know, them number of times for various logos um, now and, you know, in the past. What I recently just discovered, and when I mean <laughs> recently, I mean, like, within the past two, three yes. months. Cam is the ball. Now, if you take a gander at this <laughs> logo back here, this sucker was made on Canva. I love Canva. Canva is amazing. <laughs> so it's free, but if you want to be able to have the access to different um, pro designs and, mm-hmm. you know, other, you know, internal management, if you want access to be able to um, create a transparent logo, things like that, you do have to pay. It's just Cheap though, I think it's under twenty bucks a month. Yeah, I can remember, but I know it's it's relatively um cost effective. But Canva is is really great. I'm actually think I'm gonna start using that more often for like, I mean, you can do it for logo design, you can do it flyers, for flyers brochures, brochures, everything, yeah, everything, <laughs> your business plan. Mm-hmm. You know, if you are entering a, a pitch competition, we'll talk about pitch competitions much later in podcasts, you know, as you go on. But if you're entering pitch competitions, you can create your slides and everything. Yeah. Like, it is amazing. Canva is really a great go-to. I Honestly, I would have probably saved myself so much money I love Canva. If, I, um, <laughs> if I had known about them earlier, but it's great. I created logos on Canva, brochures, and also if you have a nonprofit, the um the extra service that she was talking about. If you have a nonprofit, you can submit your nonprofit paperwork and they'll give you that service for free. So Canva is the bomb, y'all. It's it's the wonders for me. <laughs> okay, another plug, Canva. <laughs> Canva is, is good. Like I like she said, you can create um speaking decks and I created my brochures for my hair products on there. Just trial and error. Yeah. Really. It's it's a really good resource. I wanted to say something, but I don't wanna Oh no, <laughs> I, 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 I'm good. Um, I, finished, I finished my top three, so yeah. One, I just wanted it's still going back to something that you said. One of the I wrote down some notes as she was talking. And one of the, the things I got out of what you were saying is being self taught. And I think that's really one of the goals of this podcast too is to kind of help you to be self-taught and we're we're not teaching you how to do things we're just showing you like that you can do things on your own and you know and not you know because you don't always have the money to hire a web designer or hire someone to do this but if you have the time and the energy these are things that you can do on your own. All the things that she mentioned are things that you can do. So I just wanted to know, I wrote down self-taught, become self-sufficient. And then as your business grow, you don't have to do everything. You can 
exactly. hire someone to do this and hire someone to do that to kind of take the load off. But that was just one of the things I got was being self-sufficient. I like that. And I know that we gave a lot of information. <laughs> I know. Well, we're we're going to end up, as the podcast go on, you know, we're going to do this podcast um, once a month to start, um, see what the reception is like, and, you know, we may do more. But um, as we go on, you know, we're going to really dissect a lot of what mm-hmm. we said today into, you know, smaller bits. You know, we're going to have a couple of guests come on who are also, you know, entrepreneurs, kind of share their stories as mm-hmm. well. Because at the end of the day, sharing is caring. You know what yep. I mean? You can always pick up some tidbits and information from, from different folks. A lot of what we talked about today between Canva and, you know, Wix and uh, Fiverr, you know, these are all things that, you know, we got from other people. You know what I mean? Somebody suggested it and we're like, oh, hey, yep. you know, let me try it out. So, you know, it's just, you know, sharing the, t- the tips, you know, trying to share the wealth and, you know, let you know that, you know, you too, if you're considering, you know, creating a small business, um, now that most of us have quite a, a large amount of time on our hands, um, this is the time to do it. You the know? time is now. It, it is. The time is now. You know what I mean? So what, what better way to spend your time, you know, than to, you know, create a business and become um, independently wealthy. Because as we can see, this pandemic has shown most of us that, you know, jobs, no matter what job you had, mm-hmm. how long you were there, they are not secure at all. Right. This was a different yeah. type of financial crisis. Like, yeah. nobody was really secure. So yeah. many businesses, you know, that you would have thought would have never gone under unfortunately, you know, succumbed to, you know, the effects of the pandemic. So that should be enough to, you know, let you know that, hey, this is the time to really try to become independently wealthy, you know, for you, your family, if you decide to, Mm -hmm. if you have children or decide to have children, you know, future generations, you know, the time is now. Um, Before we end, I do want to just throw out there that on March the 29th, at 7 p.m. It's only an hour. I'll be doing a free business masterclass. So kind of talking about the three things that I talked about today, but really going into it a little bit more and giving you guys some more resources for starting your business. Again, it's free. You better get it while it's free. <laughs> it's free. Um, and it's on March the 29th at 7. You can register via Eventbrite. The link is freebusinessmasterclass.eventbrite.com. Pretty simple. Freebusinessmasterclass.eventbrite.com. And there's a limited amount of seats, availability. So um, if you're interested, just register and get some information to help you jumpstart your business. You know, this is our first episode. First episode. Hope you enjoyed it. You know, many more to come. You know, more exciting surprises in store. We're gonna, you know, definitely try to have some amazing guests on here to yep. Yep. share some tips with you as well. So you don't just hear us talking to you all the time. You know, and like I said, we're gonna have some segments um, as we go on. Um, so you know, it's it's gonna be pretty interesting. So. Um, please follow the podcast on Instagram, Women Are Power Podcast. Um, follow us individually on podcast. I am E H T Y L dot B. Um, Dove Love Hand Designs. Yes. Follow on us. Instagram, you know, please follow us and um, awesome.
We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.